Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. So, uh, Dwight, I should call you. Yeah, yes. Dwight, you are now not no longer outnumbered. Because on this show, we have from Austin, Texas, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Brian Brushwood. Texas represents. On this show from Jacksonville, Florida, from the Panhandle, which is the deepest south you could get, Mrs. Gina Smith. I was born in Jacksonville, Florida. Were you? I was born in Daytona Beach, but I live in San Francisco, to be clear. Oh, well, that has completely ruined your your cachet, darling. And One glass of wine brings it right So back. I apologize. Daytona Beach, not Jacksonville. That's true. Daytona Beach. And, ladies and gentlemen, of course, from Houston, Texas, weighing in at 240 links of knockwurst, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Dwight Silverman. I wish that's all it was. <laughs> well, it depends on how much a knockwurst weighs. That's all uh, that, doesn't it? <laughs> So uh, I'm doing a I'm doing what you were doing, Leo. I'm I'm trying to lose weight and using Twitter to do it. I set up an account called uh fifty pounds by June, and that's my goal. And I'm trying to lose fifty pounds. I tweet my weight every day and and sometimes what I'm eating and kind of the struggles of trying to find the food I want and it's working. I'm losing really? weight. So yeah. Making I'll Twitter keep great. you honest. How many so far? I've lost <laughs> I've lost four pounds. I started it Monday. I've lost four pounds. I have a goal of two pounds a week um, through the end of June. That's public, kind of- public accountability is one of the most powerful tricks, psychological uh-huh. tricks you can use for that. They, uh, they've they yeah, done experiments where they make it's people... It's shame. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's that social proof. You want to be consistent with what you've said in the past. And if you do it in public, you know that kind of pledge really works. I got to right. say, I have to say, though, that there are so many fatties now. Look, looking to be shamed on Twitter. There's no longer much shame left. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you didn't have to find the Twitter account losing fifty by June two five eight four seven. You can always lie later. So I want. I should. You know, we, we've start, your picture. Uh, lie. We, I, 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 we we talked a little bit before the show, but I think I should mention that Gina has never been on Twitter before, not through any fault of my own. I've been trying to get her on the show since 2005. She is my old friend, my co-host from radio, my co-author of my first book, my co-host of my first TV show, uh, former NBC. Uh, I'm sorry, ABC technology correspondent, former CEO of uh, Nick Computing. Author of I Was, Steve Wozniak's autobiography, co-author, I guess I should say. And uh, currently, she's starting up Byte Magazine, Byte.com. That is so huge. I feel so small. Reincarnating that old lady. She is a witch of the first order. Gina Smith, it's so good to see you again. I... uh, I missed you at CES. We missed each other. uh, It's just been ages. It has been ages. You know, you and I hosted a radio show together. We saw each other every Sunday for so many years, and my life has been... Well, there's been a vacuum in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) And now it... And so it begins. (laughs) And and now it feels... And now I feel fulfilled. Good. Well, so so good. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on. And I think, uh, you know, in your capacity as editor-in-chief of Byte Magazine, I hope you'll come back more. And maybe we should talk about a Byte podcast, because that would be fun. Maybe you and uh, Jerry and John and we could just do a, a, a bite show. It would be really fun. 
Could there be a section of the podcast where they just say aloud all the lines to a basic program for you to type in at home? <laughs> Ten. <laughs> go to 20. go to twenty. That would be exactly. fun. It, did, that would be I, I used to. It was Compute Magazine that would always have those. Uh, the yeah, basic I remember. Code. I used to get. I think it was Enter Magazine. It was yeah. the, the kids' version that eventually got folded into Three Two One Contact. I mean, I remember my parents spent hours and hours typing in. Such a pain in the ass. But I it mean, was so rewarding. I mean, those are the magic days, man. You had an incredible gizmo that you could program. Was, and then going in there and changing little things so the word said instead of the end, I had to say you suck. You know, it was, right. it was awesome. But let me ask you because I was talking to Richard Hart, who you all know he. He hosted the next step, uh, and um, and before that, CNET Television, and I. He's I now, hosted a show with Richard Hart on CNET. Well, there you go. That, yeah. And he's Before, now teaching uh, television production at uh, the Academy of Art in uh, San Francisco. And uh, I said, "Oh, that must be great, Richard." I saw him at Showstoppers at CS. That must be great. You get to talk to kids who are really into technology, really understand. He said, "You know, you'd be surprised. Kids today, techno- they don't have the wonder that we had growing up. They never typed in any basic code. They don't. They don't." They don't see technology as something unusual or exciting or magical. For them, it's commonplace, and so they don't have the same deep understanding that we had to have. I, I don't know. Don't I think it. they get the same wonder for playing with the technology, for, for doing I mean, you see that. I mean, just on something as rudimentary as YouTube, people really enjoy trying to... Well, it's different, isn't it? Yeah. I they, mean, instead of knowing a command line or how to format a disk... They know how to edit video. Yeah, exactly. They know how to tell complicated stories, and they know how to give write these tutorials for each other. For them, it's like it's the wonder of like, holy crap! I got thirty thousand people checking out my shooting a gun tutorial, and then that. I mean, how advanced is that over you know right. ten go to twenty from back in our day? Well, Brian, this is such a really excellent point because I, I guess in our generation, when we were doing this, we were talking about you know the technology, and the newer generation who was giving trophies, whether or not they you know were on the team or not, was always told, you're great, you're great, you won, even if you lost. This generation coming up, it's all about me, you know, I mean, meaning it's all about them. So the most interesting thing for them is, you know, I want a a fan page. (laughs) And that's a good point, too. In our day, you could win a regional trophy for your t-ball skills. Nowadays, if you want to tell a story on the internet, you are competing with the entire globe. Ooh, it's a little tougher. It's, it's, I think it's, it's a little tougher. You got, you got angry orange to compete with. It's yeah, not easy. Exactly. Is it talking orange? It could, you know, whip your butt. <laughs> whip I your... know it could whip mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess here's my question. There's always been a percentage of people interested in this stuff. I just and and so there's certainly are still kids who know how to format a hard drive and they all listen to this show so they're mad as hell at me for uh, saying that right now and uh, and I'm sure that there's I'm sure that there's plenty of kids out there who uh, you know are deeply interested and enthusiastic about technology but I just wonder if the percentage is different I wonder if I mean really if you grow up with this stuff we weren't you know there was no wonder in the television set for our for exactly our, so we didn't get so excited about it uh, as I'm sure my parents did. Except I think there's always a group of people who want to know how it works. There's you know, always going to be that. In. Right. They want there's to dive in and they want that. to figure out how it works. And those are the ones who end up making it work better later. Right. And thank goodness, because if that weren't the case, it'd be idiocracy. We'd be all sitting here with technology nobody knew how to use or fix or improve. Well, on. there's that, too. That's here, too. Yeah. I, I think it's important also to acknowledge the difference between the dumbing down of society and the segmenta- the fragmentation more of our knowledge base, yeah. right? There yeah. are kids out there who don't know how to defrag a hard drive, but they are experiencing the joy of having written their own app for the app right. store. You know, they don't that's understand true. proper maintenance of their computer, but they yeah, uh, that's, that's something true. I'll never get around to doing. I'll give you that. 
That's absolutely yeah, but true. But I'll tell you something just to add to this and back to memory lane, Leah. You and I were once in a hotel room and we had never seen the web before. Some guy came to our hotel room in Vegas and said, here is the first web page on the Internet because before that there, there was no web. And you and I looked at each other and said, should we buy up all the web names? No, that wouldn't be. Oh, ever. wasn't that stupid of us? <laughs> we sat here. We could have bought uh, sex.com. We could have bought uh, TV.com. All of it. We, we, we decided not to because it wouldn't be ethical as journalists. <sighs> ethics. What the hell? Ethics. ethics. This, is, this, this show has ended up being a saga of missed opportunities. We were talking before the show began about <laughs> how both Gina and I got offered 10,000 shares of CNET stock for ten grand when we first consulted for them. And there was only two guys doing it. And we both said, nah. And we took the money instead of the stock. Actually, yeah. that was the last time that I we, listened to Dvorak. That's, what, that's when he said, nah, they're <laughs> never too. going anywhere. They're history. Me too. I don't listen to him as a, as a rule now, as a result of that. He on the also day said that the same Apple thing uh, when Apple stock dived. Yeah. On don't the, buy on Apple the day stock. That, Apple's dead. <laughs> on the day that Apple went public, I bought 10 shares and uh, kept it for like three or four years. And at one point, shortly after they went public, it started to go down. I think I bought it at like 25, and it went down to like 21 and 19. And I thought, oh, I better get rid of this turkey. And I did. And I went back and looked the other you day. You know, Apple how- could never really – I mean, okay, man, what did you lose? It couldn't have possibly gone over $35, could it? No, well – it didn't, but if I had held on to it, yeah, it I'm would just be kidding, worth. Obviously, it, it, it <laughs> worth, uh, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh, I see. So I'm saying you get some money, and you're too good for Leo Laporte. Oh, All right, excuse I got me. You. Oh, so you're only in it for the money? <laughs> He's no, getting I'm in those it for twin you, dollars. Leo. I was in it for the money. Boy, are you on the wrong show? <laughs> yes, Holy <no>. cow! <laughs> Holy cow! He's in it for the money, folks. Actually, this show, you're not in it for the money because I have no idea what the commercials are. And my entire staff is in New York City. So, no commercials. I'm announcing it. It's a commercial-free twit. And apparently, I've got the number wrong, too. Is it 284? That's what the doc says. Could be a holdover. Although, you know what? Actually, I'm looking at the doc. Well, it jumps from 284 to 282 to 279, so I have no idea. What's going on? Let's talk about tech. Uh, You know, it's funny. We We all were at CES. Yes. Uh, and I guess it would be appropriate, apropos at this time, to uh, ask each and every one of you, now that you've had a week to decompress, what your impressions were of this year's Consumer Electronics Show. Let's start, let's start with Shwood. Uh Well, as you know, this was my first CES, and I'm betting this is a surprise only to me and that it's a surprise to no one else. The most exciting thing about actually going to CES is meeting in MeetSpace with all these other names that you only know by reputation and, and over Skype. It uh, like that was that overshadowed all the I thought all the major announcements were kind of a snore is all 3D social media tablets. Uh, Some of my favorite stuff came from these small, cheap booths in the back. As I've already said before, my favorite thing is the speakers that screw into your light socket. That, uh, that, that was a powered. cool product that I, I didn't see. If, you, if it weren't for you, I would not have known about it. Yeah, it's just it's just novel. I mean, it, it, it's that old school ingenuity that I enjoyed. But it's an amazing experience. I really look forward to going back and experiencing again. I, I wonder how long. So many products are going to stay under just one umbrella. It really was like five shows in one. You had an auto show in one hall. You had a small, clever electronic show in another hall. You had a little bit of game stuff in another hall. Uh, it, it almost doesn't. It's almost too big of an idea now for me. That actually, Gina, I think you will vouch for this. Gina was uh, popped my cherry. 
uh, was it 93, 94? We went to, you took me to Las Vegas for the first time and Comdex. It wasn't CES. But, but that's exactly. Yeah, I think we've been in 90,000 of them. Yeah, you'd been to them all. But that was, that was exactly my experience. It was like, I'm seeing and meeting all these people. That I only see, in twi- but now it's Twitter and Facebook, and but at the time it was you know writers from PC Magazine and other magazines. I just it was it was so exciting. Yeah, I think well, you all- know for Information Week and Byte.com this time, this was the first time I didn't get to go to parties or schmooze or see the people like he just said. We actually took 60, 70, 80 video demos of, of stuff on wow. the floor. We worked constantly and saw a ton of stuff. And you're right, it was all about tablets. It was all about auto tech. But I saw this thing, this, invent- this inventor had this kinetically charged uh, device. It kind of looked like an up, like a, a vertical. I have it. Roll. I'm going to show it on Regis and Kelly on it, Tuesday. Right on. It, you put this it, you, thing is amazing. You put it in your backpack. It bounces up. Yeah, the jiggling. Well, you got it. You, the jiggling up and down uh, harnesses the kinetic energy, and you just walk around the block, and you can plug in your iPhone. I mean, how cool is that? And the inventor came up with the idea while he was hiking the Appalachian Trail, you know, and walk, walk, walk. He thought. How could I harness this energy? And he's patented that thing up. And I, I think that's going to be huge. It's the N-Power Pig. Yeah, and Real Networks uh, announced Unify. Did you guys see that? No, I, you know, I, they, it's funny because their suite was on the same floor as my hotel room. And I walked by that suite every day of the week. And did I ever go in? And you know why I didn't go in, Gina Smith? Because it's freaking Real a- Networks. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with those sons of... So- so, you know what I'm talking about, Brian. No, no, I you mean, know where I'm coming from. I, I, I mean, you, you elitist, sir. You They're hardworking people at real those, networks. Those creeps installed more junk on my system over the last 20 years. I don't want it. But apparently, this Unify is good. Tell me about it, Gina. Well, uh, Unify, is, sorry, Unify is a cloud-based service. So it's U-N-I-F. What, what could be wrong with that? All right, right. So all the well, except for Jive Software went down yesterday, and like the whole world went down. What, did, what went down? <laughs> so, what went down? Jive Software, which Jive Software, which powers uh, the uh, wikis at like giant corporations. Oh dear, the one I work. Oh dear. EVM, so so yeah, what could go down? Clouds can go down, <laughs> but, but uh, <laughs> Unify was uh, interesting. You can upload all your photos, videos, and music up into the cloud, and then download them to any device for. They said between five and ten dollars a month. They announced in it's March. It's Dropbox. That sounds like Dropbox. Is there how much uh, storage Dropbox. do they give you? Uh, unlimited. Oh, okay. So it's Dropbox, ten bucks a month for fifty gigs. Unlimited and and it works on any device. I mean, there's been a lot of promise, and you're right. Dropbox is kind of like I love Dropbox. Yeah. See, I don't understand why businesses with established brand identities get into vastly different different. other different. I think of Real as a as a media player. Well, and and plus one that is generally viewed with skepticism and dislike. You know, it seems like uh, why not launch a new brand? I don't understand the importance of why why tie Real to this idea. They're casting about for relevance is what they're doing. They're trying to find something that makes them relevant after they no longer are. And and this is tangentially related to it. I mean, it's music, it's audio, so it's tangentially related. What I want to know is, that sounds an awful lot like the original incarnation of mp3.com oh yeah which yeah. got shut down by um the music labels oh because they'll be you will upload your commercial music and then you can play it anywhere that well, was the, the idea di- the difference with mp3.com right, right. if i remember the original scheme with mp3.com happened at a time when bandwidth was so tight that you didn't want to actually have to upload your music to mp3.com so instead what you could do is the scheme that got them in trouble is 
in your physical media disc. It would read the Red Book audio data. It would realize this is definitely a copy of Tones on Tail from 1982. And it would say, you now have access to that album on ours. So, But since it wasn't technically you ripping your own CD and then uploading it to them, it was technically them making available to you a copy of the music that you did not purchase. And then even though it's the exact same data, it's all the same digital bits, they, uh, they nailed them on that. And that's how it got shut down, as I understood it. Yeah, I mean, the thing about real, I mean, if you hate them or don't like them, you know, or, or you hate them or you love them. Rob Glazer, who I got a shot of Who is gone, too. who exited in a huff last a, year. Well, he's huffy. He's a huffy guy. <laughs> he rides a huffy <laughs> but, bike. But, I mean, they were... They were the first to do uh, audio on the internet, and they're the first for a lot of things. And so it, it made sense that they were the first to offer Unify. I, I guess. Mean, you know, I do guess. a lot I of far-reaching things, but you know, I wonder. Enough about those those guys. So, so Unify and the N Power Peg are your picks, Gina. Uh, Dwight- yeah, I like that, and I like the sound. Oh, oh, for oh, the MacBook oh, Air, oh. there's a company called Otherworld Computing who had a 360 gigabyte tiny, tiny oh, I SSD. That. I need that. Did you see that? No, I I, I knew they were, they were going to show, but how much was it? It was expensive. Yeah, it was see. over a thousand dollars, I think. But they've got it's more than know, the smaller Air version. <laughs> but it's the <laughs> exactly. But it's larger. Um, I mean, it's the largest capacity device available for SSD. Apple doesn't sell something this 12, big. Twelve hundred dollars. Got to be pissed. Twelve hundred dollars. I wow. believe so. Yeah. What are you I, looking I, it up? Yeah. No. The oh Gina, oh Gina. There's this thing. She's new to the show, kids. Forgive her. Oh, it's, Google. It's called the chat room. <laughs> I know. Oh, thank you. You may remember I used to Google things. I don't Google uh, anymore. I've externalized my brain. You have a prosthetic brain. <laughs> Everything. I don't need. There's a thousand people in here. It, just uh, give me a question. Any question. Ask, hive mind. Ask the hive mind. What ask do you want the to hive know, mind. Gina? This is a new sh- a new feature on right. Twitter. Ask the hive mind. What is the what is the founder of Otherworld Computing famous for? All right, now here's, here's the trick. Is this the is the one who makes that little drive. Okay. This is when I interrupt and ask a couple of related questions to Leo to buy just enough time for the hive mind to do its thing. <laughs> so now that we have a moment, before we get to your answer. Wait a minute, you're saying the answer is not horse porn? What? <laughs> okay, that was, okay. Um, uh uh, Stuff. He, <laughs> We've got Larry O'Connor. We know his name now. He's karaoke. famous for karaoke. He's uh, well Con- calculating, calculate, working, working. Resistance is futile. Okay, my brain is not as effective as it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Donkey Kong. <laughs> the Larry answer is Omg. I'm on Twitter. That's okay, my favorite. <laughs> okay, but Cuba is actually the right answer. And uh, well, Larry. Larry O'Connor is kind of this weird Michael Dell character. When he was in high school in 1984, he was actually selling memory chips, not Sims, but memory chips out of his high school dorm room. See, this is why and I love Gina, because she not only does she know this stuff, she knows these people. And she probably hang out, hung out with Michael or whatever his well, name is. Michael Dell? No, I know Michael Dell. We I hung did. out with Michael Dell. I do remember that. And now he's boring. He's I boring. doubt Michael remembers that, though. Do you re- remember? Do you remember when we got in the car and uh, with uh, <laughs> Ed, Ed Yakabuchi? Oh, and then crashed the car. Crashed the car. Never mind. We shouldn't talk about it. Hey, wow. let's take a. <laughs> I'm, telling you, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Gina introduced me to the world of the technology conference. You remember the time that we uh, we ate Kobe beef on Ziff Davis's dime, and you explained how to. Hide the boots on this on the uh, 
On the, yeah. Hide the boots. Hide the I boots. That, this on is where I learned report. that term. Hide, hide the, the boots. boots. Well, guess who taught me how to hide the boots? Wow. Gina Smith, baby. She's, she's the godfather of twists. It all comes back to Gina, frankly. Everything in technology. <laughs> All right, right, we're gonna we're gonna so okay, amazing. we're gonna do one more thing about CES. Then we're never gonna mention its name again till next year. I'm down with that. 